Welcome to the Voce Nation podcast. 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 Hello, welcome to the latest episode of the Voce Nation podcast. My name is Chris Thilk. I'm the one who's sitting here uh, under the handle Voce Nation because that's Voce's Twitter account and that's how we've logged into Blab. Uh, joining me today are Randy Kassar, who's uh, one of the two guys with the sort of Van Dyke, you know, thing. He's got a little less going on. Eric Sublin Ross has got the full beard, uh, looking very distinguished. They're both rocking the uh, the Beats headphones today, and we're going to. Uh, even plugged in. Why is he even uh, plugged in? <laughs> So it's just so, for show. It's just for show. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about a whole batch of things today from Reddit to our favorite podcasts and lots more. Um, first, though, we do want to mark the occasion. We do want to uh, pay our tributes to the Purple One himself. Uh, yesterday's sudden passing of Prince. Uh, Eric, you were kind of talking before we before we started. Uh, why don't you, you know, just give us thirty seconds on kind of how you found out about the news and and you know what Prince was to you and everything. I, I found out about it. I was I was chatting on instant message with a colleague, and we were just exchanging messages back and forth. And one of them was just out of the blue, out of context. Prince is dead, and then followed by two more in context comments and i had replied twice before I, it suddenly clicked in what what the hell does prince is dead mean <laughs> <laughs> i i had no idea what that, what that was about um so I, I cracked open reddit actually and it was at the top of the page because reddit reddit seems to get things faster than than the news because it doesn't vet anything it's it's a horrible source but um <laughs> but yeah prince is dead and and that's where i clicked in and i i, I had this exact same feeling that I had when Michael Jackson died, which is just, you know, the stages of, of denial. You just, you start with anger and, and go all the way through all these different emotions. I just, I just skip all the way to disbelief. Like, no, no, no. This person's too young. They're, they're, they're wealthy. Surely they have great health care. I don't know what the hell. And then, you know, it just sort of sinks in that they're, they're gone. And it's so bizarre. It's like a world without this talent. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, he was so young. Was he 57? 57. Which I thought was, and it wasn't cancer. I think this came out. They had a 911 call um, transcript come out. So I'm not sure if it's drugs or what. But for me, that I first heard about it through, uh, I think it was the USA Today app. I got notified on my phone. And I'm like, what? Because there's been a lot of deaths this past year, past few months uh, from a musical artist standpoint. And then I read the article and I saw that because I saw that he landed on Friday, some emergency landing at the Quad City Airport in Illinois, which uh-huh. I've actually been to. That's where I go to to visit my family, my wife's family in Iowa. We actually go into Illinois, which Quad City is like right on the border of Illinois and Iowa. And then we drive off. Um, and I was like, a celebrity went to that airport? It's like the smallest airport you've ever seen. Um, so I was surprised. Uh, and then, of course, it was on, we have like CNN and other channels on throughout the day at the office and it was like a stop 
even Wolf Blitzer was talking about Prince. <laughs> so um, then the last thing that I saw was um, the uh, it was a video with Michael Jackson, James Brown, and, and Prince on the same stage from like mm-hmm. way, I don't know if it was like the late '70s or early '80s, but they both came on and were like, you know, it was it was a James Brown concert. Michael Jackson came on from the crowd. He's like literally sitting in the crowd. And he came on stage and then Prince came on, took the guitar and was just like, you know, jamming. So that's uh, kind of what I know. Yeah, I, I first saw it, uh, the tweets from, uh, I don't follow TMZ on Twitter, but obviously people that I follow do. And they were retweeting with some stage of, you know, no, this can't be real and everything. But uh, of course it did turn out to be real. And, and, and what kind of emerged in the media Twitter uh, uh, people that I, that I follow was how many times are we not going to believe TMZ? <laughs> like, like they have an, they have an insane batting average. They're, they're probably, you know, batting around 950, 975 when it comes to things ultimately being true. Um, and I just thought it was interesting that as much as we discuss business models of BuzzFeed and native content and distributed content and everything else, like TMZ has been doing this for a decade or more. Yeah. And they're, it, it, it's almost a, a, I saw somebody uh, draw the analogy. They're, they're less a news service and more like the KGB. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like they just have people everywhere and they're never wrong. Are you saying uh, that Putin actually runs TMZ? I'm not. I would maybe an investor outright. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, it kind of like the, the, um, the video you're talking about with, with Prince and, and Michael Jackson and James Brown, the one that I saw a lot of people sharing was a 2004 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance oh, yeah. with him and Tom Petty and Jeff Lynne doing My Guitar Gently Weeps, and he just comes out in with a blistering guitar solo. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, obviously a huge talent. Definitely. He'll be missed, and uh, I think um, there will be lots of tributes coming on, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what the real story is and how he passed away. But um, yeah. Definitely, we will play his uh, his. Uh, does he have a best of album? Which album, if there was any, that we should listen to? And I'm not the biggest Prince fan, so I don't even know the albums. I know a few of the songs, but you know, there's a couple real good uh, um, uh, greatest hits compilations. If you just kind of want, you know, the stuff that you've heard. If you if you just want to revisit the stuff that you've heard on the radio, those are great. Um, I'm the wrong guy to ask. My first Prince album was the Batman soundtrack in 89. Um, wow. But uh, yeah. Was that the Batman Robin movie? No, that was the, that was the first one. That was the Tim Burton movie. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. <laughs> with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. With Bat Dance and, and everything else. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, Let's move on um, onto a, a happier note. Uh, and actually, in relation, I mean, you said, Eric, that you found out about Reddit. Sorry, you found out about Prince on Reddit. Um, and today we want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your uh, your take on Reddit and, and how it's been used and uh, some of the campaigns that you've seen as well as some of the stuff that we've done. So uh, why don't you give us a, a few tips 
on first of all what is reddit good for what isn't it and how should we how should brands approach it thanks yeah the um i think the the big draw of reddit is just pure user engagement there's there's just nothing like it for reaching your community your customers whatever and just having a solid sometimes entertaining sometimes hair pulling conversation with them um you know it's it's got a reputation uh, for being brutal to brands, and it's it's not it's not just a reputation; it's real. If uh, if you're not careful, if you don't know how to approach the community, it it's like a it's like an angry dog; it will bite. <laughs> There's so many fun fun analogies I can draw here. So you know, if if you're a brand and you want to get a little bit of exposure on Reddit, the one thing you need to keep in mind is what do you have to offer. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you've got something really entertaining, if you have an entertaining person, someone who's extremely knowledgeable, and I mean really knowledgeable. So knowledgeable from a technical perspective, you think? Well, it depends on what you're what you're what you're promoting. So it's not so, always technical. I mean, Reddit could be used for for any topic. It's used for anything. There's 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 huge communities centered around cooking, pet care, automotive. I mean, it's got everything. If, if you're a, a marketer, you're the wrong person to be doing the, the conversation. You know, yeah. you need to find the product engineer. You need to find the CEO of your company and you need to carve out an hour at least from their day to be answering questions or, or talking to people. And you, you got to find them in the right place. You, you can't just post to the front page. You can't just post to the biggest subreddit you can find. You've got to find the subreddit or, or the, the category or the group. Mm that um, focuses specifically on the subject matter. So there you go. I mean, it's, it's such an entertaining medium. Um, I, I visit it every day because the, the news recycles very quickly. It's not like Facebook where someone latches onto a topic and everyone just starts talking about it ad nauseum throughout the day. <clears throat> the, um, the, the topic changes you know, three, four, five times a day. So you're getting a lot of news. You're getting a lot of news from around the world. But I think the the most valuable and entertaining and interesting part and the part that's going to appeal to most brands is the ask me anything section. So yeah, I've seen a few of those. I mean, a lot of brands are, are a lot, sorry, a lot of publishers are replicating that, mm-hmm. that started on Reddit, right? So how would a brand actually go about doing an AMA? Is it a paid uh, opportunity or is it a free opportunity? No, actually, um, you know, I I once ran an ad on Reddit to promote an AMA. And turns out I was actually the last one to be able to do such a thing because it it was made against the rules because Reddit wants to try and democratize everything. So everyone's on a level playing field. Everyone's got an even chance to be as, as, you know, wildly popular or as completely ignored as everyone else. So when you want to host an AMA, the way to do it is you reach out to the moderators of the Ask Me Anything or AMA subreddit mm-hmm. and you, you make your case. So you tell them who's talking, why are they talking, what do they have to offer and what, uh, what day and time you want to do it. And they will then decide, okay, you get this calendar slot or you're, you're not big enough to do it. Uh, you're not big enough to make it onto the calendar. So you just go ahead and do it whenever. If you don't make it onto the calendar, you aren't going to be, um, you're not going to get that critical mass of audience. Yeah. Sadly. 
but um, if you if you can, it's it's pretty huge. If you if you can't, it's not the end of the world. It's just basically up to you to work that much harder to promote the the entire session. Yeah, cool. Uh, I saw that Reddit just actually launched uh, their mobile app, um, which I was like shocked they didn't have one. <laughs> um, so that's something new that just happened this past week, and uh, I believe it's on iOS, but I need to double check. Um, but that's something new that came out from them in terms of the news. And then uh, there was a socialmediatoday.com article um, that went over some really good tips, right? I mean, it was, it was, it was a good one. Um, so we'll put the link in, uh, in the chat as well as in the show notes. Um, and yeah, so cool. Well, thanks uh, for dropping the knowledge on that. So in terms of people that want to find out more questions about Reddit and it sounds like you're the expert, which, you know, you worked on a lot of other clients with Reddit, uh, with Reddit AMAs, how can people reach you? You can uh, find me on Twitter. Uh, the screen name is hi, it's ESR, H-I-I-T-S-E-S-R. Yeah, cool. All right, and let's uh, get on to the next one. Yeah, the next it. one we wanted to talk about was just uh, you know, this is a podcast. Everybody here listens to, I think, a number of podcasts. So we just wanted to kind of take a few minutes and and let everybody, you know, let the three of well, three of us will share what our our favorite podcasts are right now. Uh, Randy, do you want to kick that off? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so I've been uh, before I started with Voce, I was consulting with a lot of startups, and I always am just interested about why they do it, why they take that big risk and that jump um, where they quit their job, you know, with a good salary, and, and then they just want to build something uh, that hasn't even been proven. Um, so one podcast where it kind of gets into the inners of how people think and kind of walks you through in a very documentary style uh, is Startup. Um, it was, the first season was actually um, taken by um, taking this company, which was started by Alex Bloomberg. Uh, he was, uh, he was a award-winning radio journalist and he was producer on the American life and co-founder of planet money. And he actually took, uh, his company as the first season of the podcast. So we could see how he grew this podcast company from, uh, getting funding from talking to the VCs. I mean, he, he literally had a recorder right next to him, uh, and just kind of walk through it. So that, for me is, is the best one. Um, the latest season, uh, and I'll just end on that, is so season three and it talks, the first episode is talking with the founders of Justin TV. So for those of you that remember Justin TV way back when, this guy had a backpack on with a camera and he was cruising around San Francisco and you just would watch it 24 seven. Why were we watching it? I had no idea, but it was something new uh, and just something that was entertaining. Um, and it's interesting the podcast. It talks about how the first couple of weeks were good, and then it got kind of desperate, and people were just like, literally, they, they wanted something more interesting. So they called the cops and said that there was a stabbing at his place. And so the, on the show, on his you know live stream, Cops were banging on his door <laughs> and, and they were uh, wanting to uh, break down the door and, and see if everything was okay. And that was all just kind of a prank that people were doing because the show was just getting boring because after a month, he didn't really 
no one really wanted to see him anymore. So, you know, uh, but in the end, he built his business. Uh, he got lots of funding. Um, and he's a pretty amazing entrepreneur right now. So that's my, my favorite one. Eric? My favorite podcast is uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. And Dan Carlin, he's got a, a few podcasts. This one in particular is about the history of the world. So he'll go for four hours at a time. Some of his podcast series go to like five parts. So five episodes, four hours at a time, talking about everything from uh, Genghis Khan and his, his ravaging Mongol horde to the history of World War I. Um, he'll talk about recent history, slightly more recent history, uh, like the, the, you know, the JFK era. Um, World War II, that sort of thing. What, what makes it super interesting to me is the level of detail he gets into. He's just not, he's not just telling you like what happened. He'll go and find really, really detailed historical accounts, letters people write to one another talking about what's going on at the time. He, he, he digs really deep and finds, um, you know, communications from people in the Bronze Age to one another that sound like something straight out of like poetry, you know, the Bible, whatever. It's fascinating stuff. And and he's got that perfect voice that lends so much gravitas to the whole matter. I, I literally could just sit there and listen to him for four hours at a time. But uh, yeah, hardcore history. It's it's a lot to catch up on, but it's supremely entertaining. Yeah, you, you showed it to me, uh, or we listened to it together when we were in Atlanta. And I think one for having it being a good podcast, his voice is actually entertaining and it's something that you want to listen to. It doesn't put you to sleep. Some podcasts do. Um, so I thought that was um, the way that he told the story um, was great. So he's a really good storyteller. How about you, Phil? Uh, well, speaking of good storytellers, uh, one of the ones that I'm just a huge fan of is the You Must Remember This podcast. It's hosted by Karina Longworth. And the, the tagline is uh, the forgotten or unknown history of Hollywood's golden age. Uh, I've worked with Karina on a couple of occasions in the past. Uh, she was editor-in-chief at the old Cinematical blog, which was a Weblogs Inc. property uh, before it got bought by AOL and shut down and devalued and thrown out in the trash by AOL. Um, not bitter about that. Let's not say. bitter at all. No. <laughs> at all. Um, if you really want to hear me get bitter, let me talk about the ad jab blog that I used to write for. Um, then I had occasion to work with her at a, at a, a startup social network a few years ago, just before joining Voce, where she was, uh, again, uh, head of the editorial, uh, on the site. Um, but the the podcast is just fascinating, uh, you know. To Eric, kind of like what you were saying, she doesn't just tell the story of uh, Eddie Mannix, who was a fixer for MGM back in the back in the day, back in the uh, the heyday of the studio system and everything. She goes into uh, you know what his history was, who the players at the time were. It's these incredibly in depth. Um, uh, she does series that go uh, 10, 12 episodes. Uh, she's in the middle of one right now, or maybe nearing the end of one right now on the Hollywood blacklist. <laughs> That's just 
And it, it, it's so fascinating and it's so interesting that I actually have to save it. You know, I usually listen to podcasts during the day as I'm, as I'm working and, and sure. it's kind of good. It's just like listening to talk radio. Um, it's hard to, it's hard for me to write while, if that one is on, I have to save it for some other time. Yeah. Uh, just because I get, I found myself, I find myself getting so pulled into her stories because she, she weaves them in such interesting ways. Uh, so that's, I listen to a bunch, but right now that's just my, that's the one I look forward to, to popping up every time. Cool. Uh, so you listen to them at work, Eric, you listen to them uh, at home when they're work? Usually commuting. Well, commuting, okay. Um, yeah, for me, I usually have about um, 30 to 45 minutes, depending on where I'm going, maybe an hour if I'm going to the city. And that's where I usually listen to mine. Uh, what apps do you guys use to listen to podcasts? Do you want to go Thilk? Uh, yeah, I am, because I'm listening to them at work, I usually just listen to them through iTunes, through okay. iTunes desktop, yeah. which I know is so not cool, but <laughs> until Spotify adds, uh, adds podcast support to its desktop, desktop app, that's what I'm using. Awesome. I'm, I'm that guy in the room who is the only one with the Android phone. So um, this is oh, you're um, the guy. This is probably completely meaningless and useless information to all of you iPhone users. But uh, there's a great app on Android called Podcast Addict. It uh -huh. um, it has a built-in search engine. It'll, it it bookmarks where you left off, and it's it's just so great. Podcast Addict, grab it today. <laughs> and we have no relationship with them. That was the biggest plug ever. I I'm not making any money off this. Right. We should tweet about that. Maybe they'll. Uh... Maybe they'll pay us. Yeah, maybe they'll pay us. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, and for me, I, I, I used to listen, use Stitcher way back when. Um, and then they got bought out and kind of fell off, I don't know, fell off my radar. Um, so now I just use the Apple one. Um, so that's kind of uh, my go-to. Yeah. There's some new ones coming out. Um, maybe on the next podcast I can, sh can demo a new one for you guys uh, that I've seen recently. Um, but that... Um, Cool. Well, thanks uh, for sharing uh, all the podcast stuff. All right. Uh, next up on the docket is uh, got an email from one of our contacts over at Sprout Social. So it's one of the publishing and monitoring and engaging tools we use at Voce. And I'm sure a lot of you do too. And one of the things uh, that they came out with was uh, in terms of analyzing Facebook reactions. So it's something still new that's coming out. People still haven't figured out from an analytics standpoint um, how this fits into their to their ROI, to their KPIs. Um, I still think it's some, something interesting. I don't know if people are actually really looking at it. Um, it's more of a sentiment analysis. Um, so here's the link I just posted. Um, we could take a look at that. And, um, and really, they just have a, a report within their sent messages that shows not just the likes and the comments and the engagements, but it breaks down the, the reactions. And you don't necessarily see that within Facebook itself um, if you're just looking at it as a user. So from a brand perspective, it's something that's somewhat interesting. Um, depending on the content that you post, uh, it'll show you um, the sentiment for that, right? So right now, Facebook has like, love, haha, wow, sad, angry. Could they have more? Definitely, um, you know, could they build out their API where people can just add more? Um, probably not the best idea, so they'll have to control it. 
Um, but those are the reactions now. And for someone that wants to analyze sentiment analysis on the post, uh, you know, it would be interesting. Um, again, it depends on the content that you're posting up there, but that's something that's, uh, came through my email box, uh, from, uh, Christine over at Sprout Social. It's interesting when I, th when I think about Facebook reactions or when they rolled those out, and I don't think I mentioned this in any of the like three blog posts I wrote about it, but I had, when I saw what the selection was, I had the same thought as, uh, what I heard from the Pixar team when they were developing inside out uh -huh. that. You know, yes, of course, there are 7,000 different emotions and, and variations on all of those. We kind of had to pick, you know, the, the core five. We had to get it down to a manageable number. And I, and I imagine the same kind of conversation happening within Facebook as, as they were deciding uh, which emojis or, or, or faces to use in their reactions. Yeah, I mean, I think the f before even was launched, everybody was talking about eight one button which was dislike right? yeah and then they came out with the, the reaction so yeah you're right no i mean you got to focus you got to you got to pick a few features uh or else you're just gonna have a you know 10 hour movie on on emotions yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, lo I love inside out by the way my kids love that one. Oh, great movie yeah. well uh all right well cool um so that's um all we got on, on that one but definitely uh take a look if you have sprout social if not Look at your Facebook insights and for your brand and check it out. Um, so that's all for for this uh, kind of latest trending uh, news that we've picked up. Um, let's talk about uh, some of the recent blog posts. Yeah, one thing that I wanted to draw everybody's attention to on the Voce blog uh, was something we posted the other day about Voce giving back, uh, tying into uh, National Volunteer Day on 420. Uh, we talked to, I think it was about seven or eight different Voce staff and heard about how they were uh, involved in charities and organizations uh, that are active in uh, their communities, whether, uh, whether it's Make-A-Wish or uh, a local philanthropic uh, organization. So definitely check out vocecommunications.com. And you will find a link to the blog post there. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's so key that, that everyone, in some fashion, gives back, whether it's their time, their money, whatever it might be. Um, and, and you know, we talked last month about, or was it this month? Work-life balance, right? Um, yeah. And I think that is definitely one part of it that everybody needs to not only support their local community around their business, around their home, um, but it's definitely something that whether you have a passion for a certain cause from way back when maybe brought down by your parents or, or something that you've witnessed um, from a health uh, standpoint, it's definitely something that I think we all should do. So um, good stuff. So shout out to Mary uh, in our Sarasota home office, uh, Becky and Becca and Melissa, Molly and Derek and Heather. Um, so definitely take a look at and and Randy, you're in there as well. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, so modest. <laughs> was, oh, 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 stop. Oh, stop, please. <laughs> but uh, no, good stuff. Um, and if you guys um, are helping out any other nonprofits out there in the world and you're listening to this podcast, let us know and uh, we'll tweet about them. All right. All right. 
Well, cool. Well, uh, I think that's all for this week. Phil, you want to close it up? Yeah. Uh, regular reminders to follow us on Twitter at Voce Nation. You can also follow us on Instagram at Voce Nation as well. Uh, find us on Facebook and LinkedIn uh, at Voce Communications. And you can listen to other episodes, previous episodes of the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, or find previous episodes. Uh, the video on our website, votecommunications.com, or here on Blab. So, last thing, make sure to rate us on iTunes and review us. Yes. If you're listening to this uh, on iTunes, or if you're not, go to iTunes, look for Voce Communications, and definitely rate us. Need your help uh, to spread the word about this. And if you guys want to be interviewed on the Voce Nation podcast, definitely hit us up, tweet at Voce Nation. Or you can tweet either of us um, through the in the show notes. Um, so that's it. So great, guys. Well, thanks uh, for all tuning in. I think uh, we're about wrapped up on episode six. And you all have an awesome day. Thanks, Eric, for joining. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, everybody. Care. See you later.